everybody, Pastor Michael here. Welcome back to the SGT Podcast. Very excited to have our guest, Mr. Joel Moss, Superintendent of the SCS, or Smithtown Christian School, uh, here at, at our church on today. He came to talk about uh, school choice and what it means to have a Christian worldview and how hard our school is working to make sure that uh, not just our kids, but kids across this island and the world have an opportunity to have a Christian education and learn what God wants them to learn. So let's hear what he had to share. Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Michael, and welcome back to the SGT Podcast. I'm uh, super excited to have you guys join us again this week. We have a special guest this week. Uh, wanted to come on last season and wasn't able to because things got a little crazy. Uh, but I am inviting to the show today Mr. Joel Moss, who is the superintendent of Smithtown Christian School, which for those of you who don't know, is the school that is attached to our church, Smithtown Gospel Tabernacle. They work together to make sure that children are raised to glorify the Lord and be a witness here in our town. Uh, so it's actually the school that I graduated from, so I'm a little partial to it. Uh, I am an alumni, so I'm very excited to have him on the show today. Welcome, Mr. Moss. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for inviting me. Uh, I'm so thankful that I finally can be here and to be on your podcast. Yeah, and usually we were, when we originally did the podcast, we had it set up in a studio in my house, and now we've set it up here at the church, so it's just a little walk down from your office. So it's nice, very convenient for the two of us. Very convenient. <laughs> I'm loving it. Nice. Um, all right, so uh, one thing that people might not know is you are the father of now three. Yes. You had two daughters, but you have just brought into Well, your wife did all the work, I guess. Brought a son into the world. How's that been? How's, how's having a new baby at home? Oh, it's great. Our little one, Noah, is doing wonderful. And uh, as you know, he's he's just in the infant mode of sleeping and wanting to cuddle. So it's a it's makes for really great nights. Good. Well, so so you're getting a little bit of sleep, I hope. Uh, a little bit, you know, <laughs> as much as can be expected. Nice. All right. Well, we're glad to have you back, man. It's good to see you back in the hallways. Um, and I know a lot of people have been talking about uh, education, not even just Christian education, but if you you know any newspaper, any you know any broadcast, they're talking about how schools are being affected by this whole COVID situation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the church, we had to we had to go through quite a few changes just to make coming to service a thing. I can't even imagine. I only got to see glimpses of you over the past few months. How hard you and your team have worked to make sure that uh, school was able to function. Um, and that we can continue to be a daily resource to families. So I want to talk about that a little bit, but before we go into that deeply, let's talk just a little bit more about you. Uh, you're not from New York. You are not a Long Island boy. Uh, so I'd love to... True. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing, but I would think most of the time uh, it's probably a good thing. You don't have all the bad habits of us Long Islanders, but um, we are glad to have you here. But where are you from originally, and how did you get out to uh, SCS? Well, I'm originally from a little city just outside of Detroit, Michigan. I grew up there, and I went to a Christian school there that my dad started. Loved my experience and uh, definitely wanted to go to a Christian college. So I ended up going to Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's oh, yeah. where uh, Pastor Zarlingo and Pastor Stephen went and Pastor Derek went. So you have a, right. a long heritage of this ORU grads here. That's very true, and it's also where all three of those people found their spouses. Ah, that's, that's, that's also true. Yes. Yeah. So... 
Uh, and that's what happened to me. I found my spouse at Oral Roberts University, Stephanie, formerly Zarlingo, now yes, Moss. That's right. And uh, we lived in Tulsa for a little while after we got married, worked at a Christian school there together for five years. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. And and soon, as soon as we got pregnant with our first, uh, we knew that the Lord was calling us to transition. So we ended up moving back up here to Stephanie's hometown uh, in Long Island and started working at Smithtown Christian School as the Dean of Student Life which was uh, a, a wonderful experience for me. And two years ago, I, I transitioned into the role of superintendent. That's awesome. So you have a long history of not just education, but specifically Christian education. I've been in Christian education since pre-K. Wow. Yep. All right. Yeah, so you are you are a bona fide Christian educator, having been both educated yourself and uh, did you ever teach in public school? Or have you been teaching in Christian school that whole time as well? I did a short stint in an inner city school uh, while I was going to get my master's degree as a substitute teacher. Okay. And I loved it, and uh, it really kind of solidified my desire to go into teaching. Yeah. And uh, but ever since then, I've I've always either taught at a Christian school or worked at a Christian school. Yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. Now, like I said, I'm an alumni of this school. So I, uh, but I went to a public uh, university. So after graduating from SCS, I went to the University of Connecticut, um, which isn't the same type of education, a college education, but I did get a glimpse of, you know, having had a lot of experience at a Christian school, what it was like to go to a public school. And so I, for one, have seen the benefits of having been raised in a Christian environment understanding a Christian worldview and being prepared to enter the world with that as a, a background. It gives you a little more backbone for defending your faith, which I've always appreciated. Um, but I know that you as the superintendent, and especially too as the dean, uh, where you were dealing with uh, parents all the time, um, get a lot more questions about actual, you know, pricing and what's the real benefit and you know what about sports or what about socializing and what kind of um, opportunities will my child have if they go to a private school or a Christian school as opposed to public school and so I would imagine that the kinds of conversations that you had with parents to encourage them uh, to give their child a Christian education would be similar to what you say now but it's probably changed a little bit after COVID, because um, I know a lot of parents are probably also thinking, well, how has your education changed mm-hmm. since we've come back? So I know that's kind of a, like a lot to unpack, but uh, since we're not, we don't do this uh, each episode for hours, we only do it for about <laughs> 20 sure minutes, thing. 30 minutes. How would you say that your conversations with parents have gone over the past few years and how have they changed since uh, coming back uh, under COVID guidelines? Well, you know, if you had come to an open house before, uh, COVID, we would have really highlighted the biblical worldview that SES brings uh, into the classroom. We believe that every subject has something to say about God, and God has something to say about every subject. Mm. And so that's the fundamental difference between Smithtown Christian School and your average public school. I love public schools. Uh, my dad had a, his whole entire teaching career in the public school um, while he sent the three, me and my two siblings, to a, a private school. And so I'm thankful for the public school, but at the end of the day, what we want to do is we want not only to make uh, great American citizens who are productive in our country, mm. um, but we want to make citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen. And so every subject that we teach is biblically integrated, which means that we are teaching biblical values while we teach calculus, while we teach physics, while we teach kindergartners and first graders how to read. Cool. It's very important to us that at a, at a young age, kids understand that the foundation of everything we do in life, and everything we learn um, is founded in Christ. And 
biblical integration has developed quite a bit over the last few years uh, in terms of its philosophy and, and how we do that successfully. And so uh, that's what we would have really um, uh, aimed for. That's what we would have focused on is that biblical integration piece. Now, after COVID, um, you know, it, COVID was a game changer. And one thing we saw as being a small private school that's still biblically integrated, we were able to uh, adjust and, and flex to the changing COVID situation uh, very quickly and adapt uh, very quickly, which we see as being different than the larger organizations. We went from a, a brick and mortar school to a fully uh, distance learning school in one week. And that's just because we have incredible teachers who are passionate because um, that that's incredible. That's, that's the fact that you can do a turnaround like that in a week, and 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 everything from kindergarten through twelfth grade. Wow! Um, and so we've been utilizing Google Classroom to deliver content to our students, and it, and the great thing is, is we were doing a lot of work in that already in the high school, and our teachers were, were ready and prepared for it. But even some of our teachers who hadn't used it a lot, they picked it up real fast. And at the end of the day, they're committed to this child, to discipling them and to raising them up to fulfill their calling that God has upon them. So that drive is what really helped our teachers uh, to not COVID out in, in those first uh, few, in that first week in March when we had to leave school. Since then, anything that we learned over the last few months we've adopted uh, that has helped improve our schools. Obviously, we know that students are going to be out uh, for different quarantine situations or, or even if they travel to a state that uh, goes onto the restricted list and so they have to be out for two weeks. So we're, again, utilizing that Google Classroom to service these students while they physically can't be with us. And so the cool thing about SES right now is uh, we were one of the only uh, five-day in-person schools to start off in our area, which made a lot of uh, people take a look at us um, that wanted their children in school five days a week. And then we also had an online cohort of uh, 16 students who were fully online. Some of those were even international in Korea. So, it, uh, well, like they're in Korea and wanting to continue their education at SES, and so they're doing it online. Exactly. Wow, that's cool. We used to only be able to service student, students within a 14-mile radius. And now um, our reach has been able to, to be global through, through the online uh, curriculum that we offer. And that's just incredible for SES, for us to be able to open up those new opportunities. So uh, COVID has changed us, changed us for sure. It hasn't changed our mission, but it has changed how we, how we do school. And a lot of that change has been uh, really great improvements for our curriculum. Awesome. So not only were you able to teach kids a Christian worldview throughout this whole thing, uh, but you guys were able to adapt as a school. Uh, and some people might think that that ability to adapt is due to your size, but I've been looking around this building and seeing these teachers work so hard, these administrators work so hard, and I know that one of the reasons that you were able to adapt so well is because of the team that you've assembled. Um, so it just speaks a lot to how much SCS cares about their students and their families uh, to be able to. And I love how you said disciple. You guys aren't here just to educate. You guys are really here to disciple because, like you said, because God's the creator of all things. We can see him in all things, and he speaks to us through all things. And so uh, you really see that in how the teachers teach at the school and how hard they work to make sure that these kids get a good education every single day. So props to you and your team. You guys have really been killing it. So great job. I'm so proud of them. Yeah, they've really been just a, a real testament to uh, this school being a ministry and not just uh, a school. Uh, all right, well, and lastly, I'd love to just speak to that person out there who's thinking, well, you know, I see a lot of Christian schools closing or private schools and public schools debating about where taxes should go and all that stuff. And it kind of seems like a fight 
that's a little too big for me to, to get into. I don't really know a lot about it. What would you tell that person who doesn't know too much about Christian education, why they should be encouraged in our culture? Why is it encouraging that schools like SCS exist so that kids can come to a place to learn a Christian worldview with their peers? And in what ways can the church uh, or individual families assist in making sure that that vision continues? Sure. And uh, at SCS, you know, we've been blessed. Um, We have the fortunate um, adoption, I'll say, of SGT, where SGT started SES back in the day. And because we're shared in one building, SGT actually absorbs quite a bit of the cost that it it takes to run a Christian school. And so that financial support alone uh, really helps SES to be strong. And, you know, if you look at the finances of private education, it's a real interesting thing. you know, our average tuition is about $10,000 per student, which seems like a, a lot. Um, but if you look at the average public school per pupil expenditure, it's easily double that. So we spend about half of what the, the public sector spends in order to educate one child. And that's also a factor in the economy of scale where we're only a school of 300, and these are other schools of, of 2,000. At the end of the day, you know, if you wanted to compare apples to apples, you'd have to compare our academics. And SES consistently outscores their public school counterparts in the SATs and ACTs, the the end game assessments for a K to twelve education. So we we're, we're half as cheap, and we do better in, in their standards for what they think good schooling is. Along with all of that, though, we are fulfilling our main core mission, which is to disciple the next generation. And so we have a. a our, the biggest thing that we care about is that these students love God. Yeah, and so that's a whole other thing that we're doing on the side. So uh, Christian, Christian schooling is difficult, especially in the Northeast. Again, I, I worked at a school in the Midwest uh, for a while, and, and even uh, the government's position towards private education, the finances that are available to, to private education in the Midwest um, are greater. And so the Northeast really is the cutting edge of where we need strong Christian schools because they are, are pushing against a tide of secularism, they're pushing against a tide of, of pulling God out of every part of life. Yeah. And so when a student goes to school for eight hours a day, five days a week, for 40 weeks out of the school year, you know, what's the message that they're constantly being put into them uh, during that time? Is it that God matters or that God doesn't matter? Is it that we need to uh, put our life, wrap our life around God or that God really doesn't come into the equation. And so at SES, they're taught that we start, everything comes back to our relationship with God. And that's what informs our relationship with people. That's what informs, um, what we do with our lives. So, um, you know, that's, that's some of the challenges that are coming up with with Christian education right now. And obviously COVID has had a financial impact on schools, but it also has changed uh, the dynamic. Again, you know, we were the only five day in-person school, uh, for a long time in the area. So we became the school of academic choice, um, for people just to have their kids in school. Awesome. Um, and in the future, one thing I'd love for our listeners to, to be aware of is the ideal of school choice. Um, it's a really important topic. And uh, a lot of states are, are are developing school choice, which essentially means you're you're if you look at just a single family home um, where those parents are paying school taxes, um, they're paying taxes and that money goes to their local public school to pay for some other child's education at that public school. And obviously there is a benefit for them to have a strong public school education in their community. Sure. But school choice basically is where the government takes those funds that that parent pays uh, to their local public school and gives it back to the parent to pay for a private school uh, tuition. 
And so um, some one state, I know uh, New Jersey right now has a bill out there that would take the that per pupil expenditure and cut it in half. They would get give half to the parent and half back to the state to reduce the tax burden on the people. And so for an example, for uh, public schools, if they would do that, um, you know, public schools spend about twice as much as it costs to come here. So if you had a child who decided to go to private schooling and we had school choice, they would take that $20,000 and they would give half of it to the parent to pay for their tuition to come to private school. And the other half would go to the community to reduce the tax burden. And, it, and it's a, a wonderful way for parents to be able to choose where they go to school. And because of the way that school choice is um, structured, there's no um, problems with the federal government giving those tax breaks back to the families. It doesn't come directly to the school. So schools don't get tied up in uh, receiving finances from the government that would uh, bring other legislation into effect to hamper how we run our Christian mission. Which which means more kids getting a biblical education, more money to get great teachers and good programs into schools like this so that we can continue to have... Uh, to continue to be a witness, not just in this community, but like you're saying, uh, even if COVID is just an indication of how things get tough and Christian schools shine brightly, now we're we're, we're teaching kids in Korea <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all right. across Long Island. You have a much wider footprint. Uh, so that sounds awesome. It's huge. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, I'll say, antagonists to school choice say it's an equity issue. Um, but it, that doesn't make any sense at all because what this does is it allows people who can't afford a private education to now afford it. And so it actually helps the equity problem in America as opposed to increasing it. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for that. That wasn't even on the list. It's just like a little bonus for you guys out there. And our listeners love learning. So that's another thing that if you guys aren't aware of uh, school choice, where can they go to learn more about school choice? Is there like just stuff online? Just type it into Google. New York is really behind in it. So you you could just type in school choice and find about what other states are doing. We're having a hard time passing bills like that in New York. Yeah. All right. Well, but something to pray about now. Great. And speaking of prayer, would you like to uh, close our time with uh, a prayer for families who want to, even if they don't have kids, families who just want to see more kids have a Christian worldview and see schools like SCS grow so that uh, we can continue to raise our kids to understand what God's doing in subjects, uh, every field, every subject, and also in the world today. Amen. Yeah, let's do it. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, you know I've prayed this prayer so many times, and I'm thankful that we get to to pray it again today, Lord, and we know that you're listening to us. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd continue to have your hand upon SES and the other Christian schools on Long Island, Lord, in this special geographic area, Lord, where we need our young people to be hearing your messages, Lord, where we need our young people to be thinking about you, to be raised up to point their lives at at what you have for them, God, and not be dissuaded by money, Lord, or dissuaded by uh, what the world values, Lord, but that they would value what you value. And we thank you, Lord, that as as we have healthy Christian schools in Long Island, Lord, we have uh, people being fed into churches to keep them healthy. Lord, we have people who understand your ways and, and who follow after you. So we just pray, Lord, for those parents out there who are wondering about Christian education for their future or always wanted it but never could afford it. We pray, Lord, that you would um, be near to them, that you would find provision for them. Lord, that you would help them to see, God, Lord, what your plan is. And I think that at the end of the day, Lord, we're called to obedience to what you would have us do. So whether it's to send our children to private school, public school, or homeschool, Lord, at the end of the day, we need to be obedient to what you're calling us to do. And I thank you that you'll speak to those parents, and they'll be able to walk boldly forward in obedience to what you're calling them to do. So, Lord, 
be with us, be with those families. And uh, thank you for this opportunity to share more about your school uh, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mr. Moss, Mr. Joel Moss, Superintendent of SCS, thank you so much, sir, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for the witness you are and how much you love these kids and their families. And hopefully we'll get to talk to you again sometime soon. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Michael. God bless you. Joel's a uh, super guy. Always love talking to him. He's uh, got a lot of experience. He's a very wise man. Uh, and he's working so hard every day to make sure that these kids, these teachers, their families uh, have every opportunity to um, not just exist and survive, but thrive here in uh, Smithtown, here on Long Island, and to be a witness for Christian education and a Christian worldview in a culture that does not want it to happen. So I do hope that you guys were blessed by what he had to share and that you keep him in this school in prayer. And uh, until next week, God bless you guys and have a great day. Mm-hmm.